Hello, everybody. Welcome or welcome back to BNB Anime. I am your host, Brad, and today I am going to be discussing with y'all Jose the Tiger and the Fish. But Brad, where is where is beautiful voice that typically accompanies you? Well, thank you, devilishly handsome person with the fantastic accent that asked this question. You see, Blue is unavailable this week due to her having to get some stuff taken care of for her eventual art school stuff. Yeah, that thing. So, I have been tasked with covering Just Say the Tiger and the Fish by myself, although I I can't complain because it, it was a fantastic experience to get to go to the theaters again and see a film just so, just absolutely wonderful. However, before we get into that, I have a little bit of news, because what would I be if not a fantastic anime journalist who literally flies by the seat of his pants and comes up with bullshit? So, first piece of news, the Jujutsu Kaisen manga is going to be resuming on August 2nd after the hiatus of the creator for health reasons. Creator Gigi Akutami is officially ending his hiatus and going back to producing the manga on August 2nd, so expect more of that very soon. I'm excited. I think it'll be good. After I found out that it's available on Viz, definitely gonna be definitely gonna be checking that out here very, very soon. Second piece of news. So, Demon Slayer has officially unveiled its newest teaser visual for Season 2 for the Entertainment District Arc. If you would like to check that out, it's available on our Instagram now. I made a little news post about it showing it off. It looks absolutely fantastic. I am very excited. It's going to be great. Just, again, Demon Slayer can do no wrong. Like, just how how can it be so, so excellent? And apparently, the release date has been revealed as well for September 25th, which is a little bit earlier than the October release that we were expecting. However, that could be a telltale sign that it very well could be a 13-episode core or a 25-episode core, depending on... You know, just depending on how long they decide to make the run last. So we will we will definitely see on that one. And then, finally, last piece of news. Konosuba has officially had more anime in the works. So I posted the teaser announcement visual for it on the Instagram as well. You can check that out at BNB Anime. And it just shows Kazuma and the gang all hanging out in a nice little fancy gazebo. And I'm looking forward to it. Konosuba's great. Blue's never seen it, so I have it scheduled here in the next four or five weeks or so for us to cover, so she can watch the hilarious stupidity that is Konosuba. So hopefully, hopefully she enjoys it. It's gonna be it's gonna be excellent. We don't have any official release date or anything like that announced, considering production has just begun. However, it was announced on the official Konosuba Twitter, so we we have that to look forward to. Probably, I don't know if it would be the end of next year or what, but we we definitely have that to look forward to. And so, with all of the news and stuff being taken care of and out of the way, we can officially get into our topic for this week, Jose the Tiger and the Fish. Jose the Tiger and the Fish is based off of a short story of the same name by Psycho Tanabe. The publication date of the short story was June of 1984, and it was apparently added to a short story collection in March of 1985 for a total of 228 pages. The film was made by Studio Bones. For those who are unaware with Studio Bones at this point, what, what rock have you been living under? You've got Full Metal Alchemist, 
My Hero Academia, the second season of One Punch Man, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, just so, so many massive titles, and there's there's just so much to like about what they do. My Hero is obviously one of the biggest anime of this generation, if not ever. Full Metal Alchemist sits at the pinnacle of a lot of people's favorite anime of all time, and it continued to bleed over into this film as well. It was very beautifully made. The animation style is incredibly unique for a lot of stuff that they've done. It's kind of, like, it's hard to just sit down and, you know, describe all of the good things about this film because there's so much to love. Just the overall theater experience was great, being able to go and sit down with friends. But anyway, the... Film was released in Japan on Christmas Day of last year, and it placed ninth in the Japanese box office for its initial week of release. As far as awards go, it was nominated for the 75th Manichi Film Awards Best Animation Film and nominated for the 44th Japan Academy Film Prize for Animation of the Year. So for something that kind of came relatively out of nowhere to go in and be nominated for such huge accolades. It's just absolutely phenomenal. So good on them for acquiring such massive nominations in the Japanese film world. Now, just say The Tiger and the Fish, just to give a little synopsis of the film beforehand. The film is a wonderful slice of life with an unlikely pair of Jose, who is an absolutely fantastic artist who loves the sea, and... Suneo, who is a passionate scuba diver and literally just cares about diving and getting money to where he can go study overseas in Mexico so he can find his favorite fish, because dude, dude likes his fish. And it's just about them growing together and them getting close and trying to overcome the difficulties to grow as individuals and just see where life takes them and what kind of shenanigans they can both get into with the absolutely wonderful cast of characters that we will get into very shortly once we put on the spoiler chicken hats. And so with that being said, it is time to put on the spoiler chicken hats so we can get into the nitty gritty of the film. So the film starts off giving us an introduction to Suneo and his life as a diver. It shows us him diving, looking at fish, taking care of fish, getting back to the dive shop, all of that fun stuff. And after a long, hard day at work, he is walking home and hears shouting. And he hears shouting, he sees a young woman flying down the hill in a wheelchair with somebody shouting behind him. She hits a rock and gets flown from the wheelchair and he catches her. She comes crashing down on him, you know, typical anime meat type thing. And grandma comes running up and is like, are you okay? Like, not even, not even worried about Jose. No, 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 no. Just making sure that he is okay. And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. All that fun stuff. So they help Jose back to her wheelchair and they start walking home. Jose wants absolutely nothing to do with Suneo because she's like, duh, pervert, trying to touch me. Even though, no, that, that never happened. But you know what? It's, it's anime. It's a trope. You get over it. All of us laughed. And as they are walking home, Grandma invites Suneo in to offer him food because she's like, you, you must be hungry. You look like you just left work. So they go in, they eat, and as he's getting ready to leave, the grandmother asks him if he wants to be Jose's caretaker. Says she'd pay him really well. And he was kind of hesitant because he's like, I, I work a lot. She's like, no, no, listen, I'll pay you very well. That way you can 
you know, make some extra money. All you got to do is just come over, look after her. That's it. So he agrees. And the next day after school, he comes over and he just begins looking after her. But again, Jose wants absolutely nothing to do with him. She's like, get me tea. He gets her tea. She throws the tea at him. Then she's like, you know what? Screw it. I want to know how many lines are in a tatami mat. I can't go to sleep unless you tell me. So he goes through, starts counting. This man counts up to like 8,900 lines. And then she throws a pillow at him and tells him to start over. And that's just, that's just kind of the, that's really just the beginning of their relationship. And Jose continues to want to, like, she continues to pester her grandmother to go for walks. But her grandmother just refuses. She's like, no, the outside world is filled with scary beasts that want nothing to, that want to do nothing but hurt you. I mean, look what happened last time. Dude pushed you down a hill, even though it was an accident. Grandma's like, no, you can get hurt and you can get killed. Just like what happened to your parents. So the two of them continue, like, you know, they continue their little back and forth nonsense up until one day the professor comes up to Suneo and he's like, hey, so listen, the scholarship that you applied for overseas, they're really interested in having you over there. So Suneo's like, oh, sweet, cool. So that means I gotta, I gotta quit my other job so I can start spending more time studying and all of that fun stuff. So he goes over to tell Jose what was happening. And he gets there. Jose's not there. Grandma, and he hears Grandma outside chatting, going, Jose, where are you? Not not like that. Don't, don't take any of that seriously. But, yeah, she was hollering, so he goes outside, and she's like, Jose's missing. I don't know what happened. So, Suneo takes off. He's like, I gotta go find her. Everything's going wrong. Gotta, gotta figure stuff out. And he finds her by the railroad tracks. She's trying to push herself away. And ends up pushing herself onto the railroad tracks, but gets stuck. So Suneo grabs her, pulls her off the tracks, and she's like, Look, you're my caretaker, you're going to take me to the sea. He's like, but why Why do I care? I've saved you, you're going home. She's like, no, I want to go to the sea. So he ends up reluctantly giving in, so he takes her to the sea. And along the t- train ride, Jose is just absolutely mesmerized because she's never ridden on a train before. She's never been like she's never been on trains, never been on the subway, any of that. So she's just absolutely mesmerized by everything going on. And when they get to the sea, she yeets herself out of the wheelchair because the wheelchair has a, obviously a hard time trying to go through the sand. And she starts crawling her way to the sand. But eventually, Suneo just picks her up, takes her and... Eventually, just like kind of walks her into the water and is like, here, here's the sea. And she's like, salty, which <laughs> so dumb. Oh, I'm making this sound like it is not anywhere near as great as it is, but it is. Uh, it's just fantastic. Such a wonderful film. And so, yeah, they kind of dance around in the sea. They have a good time. Suneo just completely forgets that Jose is. Suneo just completely forgets that he was going to quit. And one other thing I forgot to mention before this was Suneo, before he heard Grandma shouting, he goes into her room to check on her. And whenever he goes in there and sees that she's not there, what he does see is that her room is just absolutely plastered in paintings and drawings that she did of the ocean. And he makes it a point of telling her, he's like, I want to know what the world looks like through your eyes, because the way you see things is beautiful. And her drawings are absolutely fantastic. Like she did, they look great, especially in the art style. Like everything just blends very well together. Oh, it's so good. So anyway, they get done at the sea. 
desk. Suneo takes her back to the house. Grandma is absolutely furious because she's like, I told you to bring her straight home. And she grabs him in a place and is like, look, if you do that again and she leaves and you don't bring her straight back, I'm going to cut it off. <laughs> no joke. No joke. That's what happened. Everybody laughed. It was a great time. But then Jose just tells him, she's like, look, I don't care what grandma says. She always takes a nap from one to three so we can go out. And so that's that's what they do every day. Whenever Suneo comes over, he takes her out from one to three. They go get ice cream. She tries ice cream and crepes. They go, where do they go? They go through the park. That was a fun little adventure. And finally, Suneo takes her to the library. And holy shit. From a standpoint of animation, I need to talk about the library. The library was absolutely stunning, especially those hardwood floors. They went ham. Those hardwood floors had more animation budget than a lot of stuff, like an entire season's worth of anime that I've seen. Anyway, and while they are there, they meet the fantastic little librarian, Kana. And Kana and Jose have very similar taste in books. And so Kana ends up being Jose's first friend because they bond over books. And after they bond over books, they leave. They continue to have more hangout adventures. Until they kind of have a little bit of a falling out. And Jose is like, look, I don't I don't want to see you anymore. Because I guess she just got overwhelmed from the outside. So after that, after the library, like right after the library, she wants to go visit Suneo's scuba shop. And so they go and Suneo introduces her to Mai and Hayato, who are his two co-workers. And Jose kind of very quickly realizes that Mai is in love with Suneo. And so she gets jealous, rolls off. She's like, look, I don't ever want to see you again. Screw that. I'm done. And so they don't. But in the meantime, you kind of see that Suneo has been working on something. And so the next day he comes over and brings her a lamp of his favorite fish. I, I for the life of me, cannot remember what that favorite fish is. It looks like a clownfish, but bigger. I'm going to roll with that because that's that's honestly what it looks like. And Jose is just absolutely in love with it until it short circuits on her. She's like, D this is useless. But then Suneo fixes it and it's great. It's all a fun time. And then the biggest or one of the biggest plot twists of the film comes around when Jose's grandmother passes away. And it's, it's real sad. However, not only is it real sad, but after the fact, it's also brought to our attention that she was actually Jose's caretaker. So... After that, they send in a social worker that's like, look, how are you going to make a living? And she's like, I'm going to be an artist. I'm going to make children's books. And they're like, no, you need to you need to be real. Like, you need to go get a real job or you're not going to be able to continue staying here. And at the same time, she also finds out about Suneo wanting to go overseas. So she's like, look, I can't I can't afford to pay you anymore. Like, we need to we need to go our separate ways. But. One last time, I need you to go to the sea. Like, for one last job, I want to go to the sea. It's raining. It's, uh, like, you can tell it's definitely kind of like a dire or, like, sadder moment. So they go to the sea, and they're like, this is where we need to, like, this is where it needs to happen. Like, I I can't afford to pay you anymore. I gotta go get a real job. And Sunio's like, why? Like, why do you gotta go get a real job? Like, you need to do what you want. And she's like, no, I need to be realistic. She's like, you don't know what it's like. 
to have to reach for things and not be able to stand on your own two feet to get them. And she goes away, and Suneo stands there, just kind of conflicted about everything that he just heard. And as he runs to try to get her, she has pushed herself across a crosswalk, and a car just comes barreling toward her. Well, he pushes her out of the way and gets struck by a car, which is plot twist number two of he ends up in the hospital and is unable to walk. And she blames herself for every bit of it. So the whole world is big sad at that point. Everybody in the theater was just like, <laughs> sad. Which, I mean, for all of us that have seen I Want to Eat Your Pancreas, we all kind of... We all kind of expect extra plot twists from anime. Like, there's no there's no such thing as just one big plot twist in, you know, sappy slice of life anime. Like, no, there, there's always going to be more. And so, while Suneo is hospitalized, he gets told that the school that offered him an internship has also said, look, if you can't make it, that's fine. We'll find somebody else. And you can come another time. And he is absolutely devastated. Because that's that's all he's wanted to do. Was go to Mexico and go diving. And try to find his favorite fish. And he wants to swim with the school of them. Like that's that's been his dream. For his whole life. And so to hear that's being taken away from him. Because he might not be able to dive again. Due to his injury. Dude is absolutely devastated. And Jose during this time. Kind of has a realization on her own. That she you know, needs to actually learn how to stand on her own two feet. And she starts, like, learning how to draw a picture book. She's going to the library and dealing with Kana every day and just working towards this book. And so Suneo is just crushed, absolutely crushed. And Jose reaches out to Hayato and has him bring Suneo to the library after she has completed her children's book. And the children's book, which is magnificently made, like I, this is the part of the film that broke me. Like I shed a tear too, because this picture book was just absolutely stunning. If they ever release a special edition of this film and include that picture book, I will buy it. I don't care how much money it costs me. I will buy it. And the picture book and the story that Jose made was the story of a mermaid who got a magical shell that could grant her any wish. However, the wish was only that she could gain legs to go back to land and then go back to sea. If she wished for anything else, she would it would grant the wish, turn her into sea foam, and she would return to the sea as sea foam, never to regain her human form. And so she wishes for her legs, everything is hunky-dory, and the mermaid goes on to land and she meets a prince. They fall in love. And turns out the prince is an angel and he has wings. And so they spend time together. They laugh. They love. He flies her places. Everything is great. Until he finds out that he has to go somewhere. And the day finally comes for him to leave. And the mermaid is attacked by a tiger. So the prince shows up, fights off the tiger. But in all of that, he ends up getting his wings damaged and he can't go do what he's meant to do and so the mermaid being absolutely devastated by this wishes for the and not only were his wings destroyed but he himself were gravely injured and so with all of that being said 
the mermaid pulls out the shell and she's like, look, regardless of what's going to happen to me, spare him, save him, fix him. Like, that's all I want. And the shell grants her wish. So the shell fixes the wounds. And although it doesn't heal his wings, like his wings are never going to be healed completely, it still fixes him up. And he manages to, you know, stand back on his own two feet, thanks her for what she's done, and is like, look, thanks to you, I'm still able to go and do what I want to do. Because it's not the wings on my back that count, it's the wings of the heart that make me able to do what I want to do. And so he, he manages to find a way to be able to go where he needs to go. He gets a boat and sails to where he needs to go. And the mermaid returns to the sea. And she looks at the shell and she's like, okay, I realize that I've wasted, you know, like I wished for something else other than to turn back and forth from a person. So I'm ready. Turn me into sea foam. And the shell is like, why? Like you didn't wish for something selfish. You wished on the behalf of another. So I'm not going to penalize you for that. So the prince goes off and does his own thing. And the mermaid swims back into the sea and that's the end and Suneo is just absolutely touched by this so he vows to get better get stronger and actually go on his fishing expedition not fishing diving expedition that's the thing yeah that's the words I want to use anyway so Suneo starts going through rehab starts you know gaining back his strength getting ready to go all that fun stuff and in the meantime, Jose, Mai, and Hayato are all there cheering them on, or cheering him on. Dude starts walking, and is finally going to be released from the hospital on Christmas Day. Because, you know, what, what better time to be released from the hospital and ask Jose to meet him at the hospital at 10 o'clock when he's being released, so they can spend Christmas together. However, Jose never shows up, and so he waits... He waits, finally about 2 or 3 o'clock, he leaves. He's like, okay, that's weird. So he goes to look for her, shows up at her house, not there. Goes to the library, not there. And so he asks Kana if she's seen Jose. Kana's like, no, I haven't. And so he sends out a mass text to Mai and Hayato, and he's like, look, Jose's missing. We gotta find her. And so they split up. They all go looking everywhere. Suneo ends up going to the zoo and at the zoo he sees wheelchair tracks from where they had went to the zoo during their adventures and so he follows her or he follows the tracks into the city and is trying to figure out you know where she went he's looking everywhere and you just see her you know kind of going off on her own and she gets back to the fabled hill where the film opened and she gets knocked down it by dude who is chasing his dog i guess the dog's leash got out of dude's hand so he's going to chase after it knocks her he's like sorry but doesn't stop to actually help her because you know dude's a dirtbag and she just goes flying down the hill it's snowy it's slick there's no chance of her slowing down suneo who's on crutches just takes off running like dude should not be you know walking without his crutch but he just runs magically due to anime logic is right down there at the bottom of the hill to catch her again so he catches her, they confess to one another, they kiss, it's adorable, and that's where you think the film's over. Until you get to the credit scenes of you see him like going off to Mexico, you see him going off to Mexico, and her working on her books, it's sweet, then credits again, come back 
or you go through the credits, you see more scenes of them doing other stuff in their respective areas. It's all cute and adorable. It goes back to credits one more time. And you're like, huh, this is, this is weird getting multiple end credit scenes. Like, that's odd. And then the credits finish rolling. And right as you think we're done, it cuts to a scene of Jose hanging out in the park and Suneo coming to visit her. And she's like, what, what are you doing here? I don't, like, you didn't tell me you were going to be here. And he's like, I'm on break, so of course I'm going to come home and see you. And it's real sweet. It's real cute. And yeah, that's where the film ends. It's sweet. It's adorable. It's a great time. The animation is beautiful. I cannot wait to actually sit down and cover this blue whenever they release it on DVD, digitally, however Funimation decides to release it. But regardless, it is a great time. I have not been able to stop thinking about it since the film has come out and i i'm so sad i did not go back to the theaters to watch it again because it was it was just such a fantastic journey and i i just can't wait to watch it again and as far as the rating goes i'm i'm gonna have to give it a 9.5 i i don't know what's stopping me from giving it a solid 10 it's just i guess it's just not perfect like i don't know like i said i don't know what's stopping me just for some reason brain is not like do I have to 10? It's just not, but it is absolutely fantastic. The soundtrack is beautiful. The animation is beautiful. The story is just mesmerizing. Regardless of how stupid I made it sound during this episode, I apologize that I'm not as captivating of a storyteller as Blue, but regardless, it was absolutely amazing, and I highly recommend y'all check it out if you get the chance. And if you want to go check out Blue, during her time away, you can find her on Instagram and Twitter at BlueLavenderSTM. You can find life updates, art updates, all that fun stuff. She also she also has an Instagram for Tilly at the best Tilly Bean. Or if you like doggo photos, that is 100% the place to go. Bean is absolutely adorable. And you should go check out this picture. She's also on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash BlueLavender. She doesn't stream now, but she may get back to it eventually. You can find me on Instagram and Twitch at Brad Carter Gaming. And as far as podcast stuff goes, we're at BNB Anime on literally everything. Our website is www.bnbanime.com, where you can find info about Blue and I, archives of all of our episodes, friends of the podcast, all of that fun stuff. You can find our IMDb pages if you want to check out our voiceover projects. And we also have a YouTube channel where if you like fancy thumbnails that's made by a friend of ours, they do an absolutely wonderful job. The thumbnails are probably some of my favorite parts that have to do with this podcast. They are fantastic. All of our episodes are on there. We also have a separate community tab for another YouTube channel of Blue and Eyes that have some voiceover projects on there. You can check that out as well. And with all that being said, all the plugs out of the way, all of that fun stuff, thank you all so much for listening. Blue and I greatly appreciate it. If you've stuck with me to the end of this episode, I thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for putting up with me and my inability to tell stories, but it was a blast to sit down and talk about a film that is, like I said, just has not left my mind since I went to go see it on Monday. Next week... We will either be covering Oko's N or My Hero Academia to Heroes, the film. We'll be covering one of the two since Oko's N got pushed back. You can look forward to either of those. You might get Ghibli. You might get a fantastic action film. Who knows? Guess we'll have to wait and see. But until then, I'll catch y'all next time. Bye bye